Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. The Pirates were the better team today, and they win it 27-22. And your biggest heartbreak. Chris Johnson bounces off a one. He's still up. Johnson to the outside has a chance. Foot race. Goodbye. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. College football is here. I'm going to tell you right now, man, somebody's going to get tackled before this is all <laughs> no, over with. No, I we, can't take that intro, man. One thing, I slacked on this. That's my fault. I was going to have some fade-out music. I need to put that in there, really for our own safety, so you can have <laughs> your temperature go down just a little bit so we don't get tackled. I mean, right how after. can you listen to that and just sit in your seat like that? You talking about stuff evoking emotion? <laughs> I mean, good Lord. I mean, the the... I couldn't even have sat in the studio and made that. I'd have been in there, tears coming down my face. Like We've seen all sorts of emotion from you today. Maul somebody. Yeah, yeah. Everything you're feeling today is at the 100%. And then the double time. up. Like, remember when Jeremiah Trotter was crying off of the national anthem and they put the camera right in his face? Like, that'd be me. Like, tears in my eyes as I knock you into next week. When I go to most intense athletes <laughs> ever, I yeah, think... Jeremiah Trotter was up there. I think Brian Dawkins is number one oh, for me. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's a good. That, that's a good. Ray Lewis. No, but too. he's talking about the intensity. Like, that's a good one. Trotter was nasty. Ray Lewis is up there, but that's a good question for the fans as well. In a lot of different sports, man, that that's that's good. Draymond Green, just like a little off intense. Like, why are you crying right. over at one tackle? I'm scared now. Right. That right. that was Brian Daw. I've seen Brian Dawkins in an interview. You know, hell, Steve Smith. Yeah. Steve Smith oh, yeah, was he's in there. on the field. He's in there. I was like, oh, I don't That's. <laughs> I don't want to get in this realm. I'm going to get hurt. That's, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, Steve Smith is up there. Well, hopefully the East Carolina Pirates can garner some of that intensity because they're going to need it uh, this season. And so when you look at this East Carolina offense, this is team week. We're talking about the Pirates of East Carolina. And today we focus on the offense. We started to uh, give a little bit around this team yesterday and talk about what they've got going on offensively. Mason Garcia looks to be the guy quarterback, but they've had a lot of losses uh, on that offense that was sixth in the American last year and third in yards. And so they're going to need to go and find some guys because Holden Aylers is gone. Keaton Mitchell is gone. Isaiah Winstead and C.J. Johnson are all gone as well, and only one starter returns on the offensive line. But when you look at this team, they may be in better hands than we think. We talked about Mason Garcia yesterday. I said that when you look at them, the athleticism's there, the size certainly, 6'5", 242 pounds. I talked about the throwing motion. Mechanics need a little bit of work, a career 50% passer. He'll get a chance to improve on that. But wanted to touch on a first uh, starting at the quarterback position. They could have a little bit of a quarterback controversy on their hands, Walker Mail, because uh, backup quarterback Alex Flynn was said to have had a fantastic spring and, quote, stole the show 
in the purple and gold game. He was 19 of 22, 172 yards and a touchdown, but he was not just a spring game wonder. They said he posted similar numbers through the first two scrimmages uh, as well this season. He's a fifth-year quarterback, so you know he's a guy that knows a whole heck of a lot. They said he knows the offense uh, in and out and has improved his speed and arm strength over the offseason. So this could turn into a battle, and they're going to need it because when you look over the landscape of Conference USA, the teams, and I talked about yesterday how they were picked six uh, in the conference by one platform that the teams that they are looking up at, they got a lot of talent at the quarterback position led by quarterback Michael Pratt from Tulane, who is the favorite. He accounted for almost 3,500 total yards and 37 TDR last season, man. He's one of the best in the country. So with this quarterback discussion, you are moving on from one of the better QBs at a school that we talked about actually has a pretty rich QB history. They've had some good signal callers over there in Greenville. Now you're moving on to Mason Garcia, and you talk about having even a quarterback battle right now. Let's just say it's Mason Garcia for the sake of conversation. Yes. If you go to college football, um, their tab on ESPN, David Hale, one of the best college football writers out there, ACC writer usually, but also knows plenty about the game in general. He had ranked every single QB, every single one in college football this year within tiers. Mason Garcia comes in in tier 13, the title of tier 13, and it's a long way down, right? The title of tier 13 is, so you're saying there's a chance. There were 13 (laughs) players, and there were nine jobs for those 13 players according to this tier. Now, I didn't have a write-up, and the reason I bring that up, it's because I just, I wonder what the expectations are for him right now. And here we are talking about grace yesterday, a little bit of a grace period for Mike Houston as he tries to reload. Does he get the benefit of the doubt? This season will tell us a lot about how we should approach reloads and whether he gets benefits of the doubts, being able to go from one recruiting class to another to another. How much staying power do you have? How much grace does Mason Garcia get or whatever quarterback comes in? Because you are losing your top running back from last year who rushed for over 1,500 yards. And, man, your receivers are gone, too. Yeah. You mentioned having to replace a lot. Like, you're relying on upperclassmen, which is nice, not having to rely on a bunch of high school guys. But your number one option, you're hoping, at least, is going to be your number one option right now. Jalen Johnson, transferred from Georgia, played last year at ECU, had 26 receptions for 340 yards, did have a pretty nice touchdown rate on those receptions. He did catch four scores. But other guys, like Orion King, Another transfer from a Power 5 school. Ryan King comes over from Georgia Tech, but at Georgia Tech, he had five career receptions. No doubt. You don't know what you're going to be getting from him. Four last year for only 38 yards. And so here you are relying on a couple of those guys. This this is what would help, right? If Garcia was taken over at starting QB and you had a running back that was so successful last year to lean on, you had wide receivers that were successful last year instead of hopefully Johnson could be number one, right? If you had some dudes that were dependable, then it would make this transition easier, but you really don't. And maybe those guys get coached into being the real deal and to the point where they can fill those shoes, but we just have no clue Wes, which is going to be the theme of the offense this season. Everything is uncertain and we'll see just how good Mike Houston is 
at the beginning of some of these guys' careers. Yeah, and I've got a couple other names for you on offense that they may be looking for to catch passes. Kerry King at wide receiver. He was a walk-on turn scholarship receiver. They said he was arguably the most consistent receiver during the spring, maybe outside of Jalen Johnson. They said he made big plays down the field but showed great route running, consistent separation, and he was making catches on almost all the balls thrown in his uh, direction. So they talked about him and also tight end Shane Calhoun, they said that in the purple and gold game didn't show much, but he was a major factor in other scrimmages. Strong hands is the description on him. Ran better with the ball after the catch and blocked well because we know that's an important part of being a tight end. So they say he looks to be coming into his own in his fourth season. As I said, Walker, this is going to be a conference. Offense is certainly always going to be paramount. But we talked about two lanes, signal calls that they have in Michael Pratt. Uh, UTSA, they've got quarterback Frank Harris. He averaged 333 yards a game in 2022. So that's another guy that you're going to have to deal with. SMU has a rising star quarterback in Preston Stone. And even Memphis, when you look at them as well, they've got Seth Hennigan coming back as well. He had 3,571 yards and 22 touchdowns. And FAU's got former Nebraska and Texas signal call on his 15th school, Casey Thompson, (laughs) as well. So all of these schools have formidable quarterbacks that they're going to have to deal with for the East Carolina defense that I told you yesterday ranked at the bottom of the conference in pass defense, and they lost their best corner to transfer. So this offense is definitely going to have to be rolling early to make them be able to have a chance to compete in the American. And they've also got Michigan on the schedule as well, which we probably don't uh, think that's going to be a very good game. Right. And so Colby <laughs> writes in, Wesson Walker, please acknowledge Rajai Davis in this ECU segment. We are going to. He's going to be part of what might be a committee for them coming into next year. He was great. He had five touchdowns in five games before suffering the torn ACL. You have Marlon Gunn, a part of their running back room, and transfer Gerald Green. But if Harris can be that guy to take over, you wonder if he's the star do you feel like he is the one after having five touchdowns in five games before the injury is he the one that can really step up and we can acknowledge him because the offensive line is good I don't know how great they are especially with the transfer they had with Rashad Strother he's moving on I know that was a loss for them but the offensive line it does seem like okay if we are trying to get the most out of guys that need to step up, that didn't have a lot of production last year because they're just stepping into a different role, at least having an offensive line, it looks like you can trust, then that's going to go a long way in my opinion. The other text real quickly is AJ writing in, I mean, Mason Garcia hadn't played where you expect him to be ranked. This is from AJ saying, if you look at his 24-7 recruiting profile, his comparison literally just says Josh Allen. Most recruits aren't compared to some of the pros out there, Mm. which you know about 24-7 better than I do. But AJ does say his write-up says he's one of the better and most talented QBs to go to a group of five school ever. And so what do you want to talk about with some of the talent that Garcia might possess? Yeah, he was a a four-star player. We talked about that yesterday. uh, And he was labeled one of the best in the country, sure. But uh, from what I saw from the start that he had against Navy, albeit it was uh, a couple seasons ago, like I said, he looks like a raw 
prospect that's going to be uh, a really good athlete. He was the 14th best quarterback nationally and the fifth best overall recruit in South Carolina, uh, according to rivals. And real quick, before we go to break two, talking about that backfield, uh, they've got a young back freshman, Javius Bond, that had a 60-yard touchdown in a purple and gold game. And they said that was his only highlight in the spring. <laughs> Looks to be a dynamic running back for the Pirates as well and could turn into a stud. So we're up against it. But when we come back, are the Panthers dark horse NFC contenders with one Bryce Young? We'll talk about that more. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. It's time for you to walk the blank. 